cliffcentral.com. The Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous on cliffcentral.com. Good morning. This is The Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous on um, cliffcentral.com. And my name is Alan Ford, and it's good to be with you. I don't know if it's uh, it's a bit of an interesting week in South Africa. Um, we've uh, well, we've seen I don't know the country come to a halt uh, in some way. It seems as though hmm, we've been junk status. Yeah. I mean, junk, junk. What is junk? I mean, who calls people junk? I mean, I just think it's a rude thing. Yeah. Like basically they're saying we junk. I mean, like I get it. It's a word, but it's a ridiculous word. Such a bad negative affirmation. But then I guess when all the nonsense that is happening, um, hey, I don't know what's happening. I can't even answer what's happening. This is why it gets so confusing. Well, I suppose that's what happens, you know, when a lot of rubbish happens, then it's like a junk. It's junk, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you have a point. Nathan Rowe, how you doing? I'm very well on you, Ah, oh, it's so good to see you. Love I mean, last last week we were in Cape together. It's, I had withdrawal symptoms. I can't lie. Yeah, I know. That's why we're interviewing and we're talking about ice cream again today. Huh? Yeah, we got ice cream. We got the, we got we're discussing a place called Fab Gelato and uh, and uh, Cafe. It's a uh, it's a new place that's opened up in Parkhurst. Great ice cream. We're talking about something so much fun that we did. We worked on the project called the Change Coach for Bright Rock, and it's uh, Coach Dalen Olafier. And Tonda Wright Chavango, the yes. uh, former Springbok player. And they, this is such an interesting concept. We'll talk about that. That is so cool. We'll have uh, Dale and Olivia, top comedian and top coach, joining us on the line. Uh, we're going to chat to PJ Powers because we're honoring our very special guest in studio today, who is, of course, the legendary Steve Gekana. The legend is in studio. Good day, sir. How are you? Good. Good morning, uh, Alan. I'm I'm very well, and good morning to your listeners. It is so good to have you with us, and I mean, we're going to have so much fun in studio, and we call the show the Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous. Now, so you 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 were blind from the age of uh, they say five five years old, correct? Uh, So you, I'm so blessed because you don't know how fat or thin I am. (laughs) That is the best thing. Uh, uh, but from the feeling that I had <laughs> when when you greeted me, you you are fabulous. You are you are you are you are average. You are not that fat. Ah, yeah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> what about, and, and if I'm am I rich? That I wouldn't be able to say. In spirit, I'm rich. Of course, we're rich. <laughs> Let's just check that bank account this morning and see how it's going. But the legendary Steve Kakan is uh, in studio with us. And if you if you look at this life as a singer, <clears throat> as a songwriter, um, 40, more than 40 albums, sir. Correct. 40 albums. How do you even remember that many lyrics? That's a lot of lyrics. The, the, the fortunate part is when you have a gig, you have to rehearse. So yeah. you'll have to, you'll definitely remember the lyrics. <laughs> Otherwise, if they just grab you in the street, from yeah. the street and say, start, you're going to miss some words. Yeah. And then, of course, you, incredible, incredible, the Bushman was a huge hit. Uh, feel so strong with uh, with PJ Powers and Hotline. That was also a huge hit. You've worked with some of the best, the Super Hot Six, Mabuza. You've uh, with you worked on the track uh, um, uh, Take. Well, you did Take Your Love with Nana with Nana Coyote. Coyote, and then of course you did Burnout with Sipa, and then uh, you worked with the late Jabu uh, Kanyile. Yes, I did, and Joanina. And Joanina. I mean, you you've just worked with with the, with, with with all. Of the South, the great South Africans. Uh, my, my question is, when did this love, when did this love for, for, or this passion 
for music begin? Do you rem- do you recall when you were bit by the bug, if, if if we can say that? I think the love of music started earlier in 1967. I was about nine to ten years old by then. Uh, and I, you will be surprised that I, I got influenced by the, the, the legendary Babsim Langini. Mm-hmm. And I said, then it means singing, whether you are blind is possible. Then I got hooked to Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder. Then I told myself, ah, one day I'm going to try my luck and I think I will make it too. I'm one person who believes in dreams, but dreams that I believe in must be realizable. I, I, so I, was, I started composing silly songs. I remember my you remember first... remember your first, yes. My, <laughs> uh, my first song was so silly that I'm um, even ashamed to say it, but it was like a song begging the cock to lay me an egg. <laughs> <laughs> not even the chicken. No, not even the chicken. The yeah. But the yeah. song was saying, please, Mr. Cock, bear me a, 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 lay me an egg and all that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, that was very naughty, but that's where it started. <laughs> Steve Nikani, do you know there are so many interpretations in the world today about, please, Mr. Cock, lay me an egg. Yeah. There's so many different. <laughs> um, but do you remember how it went? <clears throat> the song? Uh, it, it was in, in, in Northern Sutia. It says, Mukuku, Mukuku, Mpieleli, Mukuku, Mukuku, Mpieleli. Has anyone ever heard you sing that before? No. Yay! No. You yeah. see, it's a first. We should take Please, it and Mr. Cock, re- lay me an egg. We should remix it and that is so get cool. it on radio. Actually, <laughs> amazing. This is this, but again, what a what a life, what a what a way to to live your career, and of course, just to just to live a, a good, beautiful life. I, I want to ask you. So it's a first question because I, I'm so intrigued. You've sta- you've stood amongst. Hundreds and thousands of people in your lifetime, even millions, okay, across not only just South Africa but the world. You can't see the audience in front of you, but can you feel the energy? What, how, how does it make you feel when you walk onto that stage as a person that has no sight? I think I think it's a blessing in disguise being blind because then you create your own crowd, you create your own uh, energy. And if if the, the the crowd accepts you rowdily, then give you a big applause, then it makes you, you know, feel very important. And I, I must tell you, in many many singers, even sighted singers, mm. they do close their eyes when they sing when they are on stage, because that's the only way, on the best way, to exit your your energy. You, you can you can seriously be serious when you are watching, looking all around, and you sing. I, I want to believe that many many singers do close their their their, their eyes when they are on stage. I know the late Brenda Fassi would do that. Mm, mm, mm. So, with me being blind, it's an added advantage. I, I agree with that actually so much because I'm actually a singer myself, and I remember I was on a reality TV show where years back where we had to sing to camera, and they, the directors kept saying, "Stop closing your eyes um, because we want to look look into your eyes." And I said, "Well, you know that that's that's where you cut yourself off." And you give them something else, you know. Mm. So, because mm. you go inside. Yeah, you okay. go inside. Yeah, it's um, it's quite quite a beautiful thing, and it's more intimate, you know. 
But anyway, like, um, you know, TV have their <laughs> different yeah, requests. Uh, th- th- that's why I don't think I'll ever be a TV presenter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you never know. At the age of, uh, I mean, you're fresh for the age of, uh, of let's say, you were born 1958. Yeah. So you'd be 58 years old, actually. Yeah. And uh, at 58 years old, you never know. Why not? The world is, is endless. Lots of no, possibilities. T- TV, TV wants people to open eyes. So... I, as, as I'm talking to you now, <laughs> you can't open your eyes. As I'm oh, as I'm talking to you now, I've closed my eyes <laughs> because I want to concentrate seriously to you. <laughs> A very special, le- legendary guest, Steve Kakani, is in studio. Songs like "Feel So Strong," like "The Bushman," like "Burnout." I mean, that is a she was. I mean, what a song. I mean, that's yeah. just, just, the, and worked with the best in South Africa. Is a very special guest in studio. A little, in a moment's time, we'll, not in a moment, a little bit, we'll chat to, uh, PJ Powers, uh, cause we're gonna, and, and so we prepared a song for you. We prepared. Nathan, just give, give Mr. Kakani just a couple of notes. By prepared, we, we're, we're not that prepared. We like to not prepare too much. Cause you want people to sing. <laughs> you know, you don't want to over rehearse. Okay, yeah, so just, just prepare the strums and just. Then I come in. One, two, three. Yesterday, you took me by the hand. Ooh, and all at once, I began to understand. But I let's stop it there. <laughs> okay. We'll get PJ to do. But I feel so strong. Okay, and then we'll fix it. And we'll edit fix it. And put it, and edit. We put it all together. We're going to create the. You're going to be a part of our. We're doing a musical one day. And we're right. just going to make sure that you're part of our musical here. Because we have so many, everyone that comes into the studio, we end up making them sing something. But your voice is so amazing. It's I must beautiful. say, for, for ten past nine in the morning, and you're hitting. That, that beautiful, beautiful, crystal clear falsetto. Oh, I'm so impressed. It's a, such an honor just to uh, be sitting you. here listening to you. Thank you so much. Our very special guest, Steve Kakana, is in studio. This is the Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous, Alan Ford, Nathan Rowe. Uh, uh, and so we, we, we did something really fun recently. Um, we were in Cape Town last week and um, we went to film something called a chain, the Change Coach. Yeah, maybe we could get him in yeah. to actually. Uh, coach Steve in TV presenting. We, we could, we could do anything. <laughs> we could get him a job at ANN Seven because that's where everyone starts. As so, you said. Uh, well, no, no, don't. Never. Oh. We'll never give. Never. Ah. We go straight, straight to Mnet. Uh, straight to, to, straight okay. to CNN. We don't waste time. Yeah, with this. Um, no, we don't waste time with nonsense. We don't have time for it. So, Bright Rock has brought in something called uh, Coaches R Us, and it's about coaching people to new and better things in the changing moments in their life. Okay, so there's a phenomenal, listen to this, a phenomenal Springbok rugby player called Tandarai Chivanga. And Tandarai has played for the Cheetahs, the Sharks, the Stormers. Um, he's played for a team in Wales. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's played for our national team, the Springboks, as a phenomenal rugby player. But he's been injured of late, and he is now out of the sport of rugby. Isn't he the fastest rugby player? Yes, the fastest rugby player yeah. they say in the world. Yeah, the hundred meters, like in like ten point five seconds, something like yeah. that. Yeah, like crazy. Seriously, that's incredible. Um, so you and I had the pleasure to meet this guy, and isn't he divine? He is amazing. He's the most incredible man he's ever. So inspiring. Correct. And yeah. then Brightrock hired him a coach, uh, a coach called Dalen Olafier from the Western Cape, who is such a cougar. I mean, he really is. But, uh, but he is the change coach. And yesterday they launched the first episode oh, brilliant. online 
of, of course, him going through the coaching moments and then doing the sport. Because the whole thing is to take him from rugby to find a new sport. Um, just because, of course, it's changing moments. So if you, if you can't play rugby anymore, you must learn other things. Yeah. And he was really good at it. And he was really good. Not very, Bowles, he was really bad. But oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all coming up. So on the line, we've got the change coach, Dalen Urlef here. How are you doing, Dalen? Welcome to the show. Yeah, how's it, boys? A good day. It's a great to be here. Just to get you right there, Director Alan. It's uh, Oliver. Olaf is my cousin from the north in Cape Town. So, yeah, just a uh, heads up over there. And uh, cameraman Nate, good to hear your voice again, bugger. Thank you very much. Remember, there's no I in Oliver. Well, there's just one. It's Oliver. No, Oliver. I, Oliver. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought we'd call you. I, sorry, change coach. But, I mean, you know, things happen. But, I mean, changing moments. Yeah, it's people- all about the pay. All about the basics, Alan. We spoke about it last week, eh? It's the small things that count. The very small things. You're 100% correct. So what was it like to work with a, a former Springbok? And, and, I mean, of course, you, you, you've, done, you've coached many sports, many, many sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm basically an ex-professional in the art of well, cricket, uh, football, uh, rugby, whatever the case is. You name it, I've done it. I've worked with the greats, the likes of uh, Chad... A.B., you know, Chad, Chad Peterson, he's from Joburg, uh, A.B., A.B. September, down in Cape Town, don't confuse them with uh, Leclerc and De Villiers, but um, yeah, working with Tondi was an absolute pleasure, the guys at gym, not as good as me back in my day, but yeah, he's been coming on nicely, and I think there's, there's been progress. Well, they launched last night, uh, which we were, had the pleasure of, of seeing uh, uh, a wonderful former, well, he's a Zimbabwean, South African Zimbabwean, on the ice doing... No, he's a Springbok. Springbok, springbok yeah. But he was doing uh, ice hockey. Brilliant. I mean... Uh, yes. I mean, what was that like? I mean, the guy... Firstly, you, you brought some extra people to help him on the ice. Tell us about it. Yeah, first up, Tom, Tommy was out of his comfort zone on the ice. I don't think he skated much. Uh, we got some uh, professionals in there to, to help him. Uh, youngsters uh, between the ages of about... Uh, the young lady was about four and the eldest lad is about 11 and they were skating circles around Tondi. I told him to focus. He couldn't focus. Uh, my key phrases that I worked with was he needs to focus on the ass, ass baby. Why? Because we need to get good music and rhythm to ensure, you know, that we are skating circles around everyone on the ring. But then uh, we got a few of the professional lads to take a few shots at him in goals. And yeah, I was very impressed. Uh, Tondi, he stepped up to the occasion as goalkeepers, he managed to stop a couple of pucks. Again, not as good as me back in my day. I'm sure I would have uh, made many of saves, but um, nonetheless, happy that the boy got out there. And you know, it's all about the lessons and sticking to the process and just trusting me that I'll lead him in the right direction. So they launched this uh, on uh, on their Facebook and YouTube platforms. We're going to tell people people have got to go and see it. It is really funny stuff. It is really cool stuff. Uh, you also took him pole dancing. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he took out Tandy pole dancing. I was actually proud of my boy there. Yeah, he, uh, yeah pole dancing is quite the thing. I thought we, it's cameraman Nate's fault for one. I thought we were doing pole vaulting. And uh, when he arrived, I was like, cameraman Nate, it doesn't look like there's any vaults over here. But uh, life's all about changing and adapting. And uh, that's just what Tandy did, lifting his body weight up. We had a beautiful dancer busy helping us. I was a bit uncomfortable. So I didn't make too much eye contact. And she showed him the moves. I turned away because I'm quite a shy guy. But yeah, Tondi handled it well. And uh, very impressed with the pole dancing. I think he's got a bright future there if things don't go 
the way it's supposed to post post rugby. Of course, other things included bowls. Um, I know we've got some other exciting things. I mean, that this uh, archery, mm-hmm. lots of fun. You take him yes, on, but yes. you're taking him on a journey to find his next sport in life. I mean, that which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm basically the life coach that everyone needs. Like, if, if Mr. Miyagi needed a life coach, it would be me. If Chuck Norris needed a life coach, it would be me. So, Tony is fortunate that I came into his life at this time. And I'm sure once the process is done, once you've gone through all the sports, and once you showed him that the, the grass is greener on the other side, not in Cape Town because of the drought, but um, the grass in Joburg, I don't know if it's green on that side either because of the high path. Maybe the grass in Durban is was green on the other side. But Tondi will get there. Coach, I've got to tell you, uh, we've got the legendary Steve Kakane in studio, of course, singer, songwriter, uh, over 40 yes. albums. Uh, we, could you coach him into being a TV presenter? I mean, he's quite, he's quite keen to get into it. Do you think you could do it? Steve, you're a legend by nature, so by doing that on its own, we can make magic. If you want to get into TV, we do TV. If you want to get into acting, we do acting. If you want to climb Table Mountain, we climb Table Mountain. If you want to surf, I'll find someone to help you surf. I'm not getting into the water with the sharks, but we can make it happen, Steve. I want the two things you started with, TV and acting. Okay. <laughs> you want the TV and acting while you're in good hands because cameraman Nate goes in the everywhere, so I'm sure that uh, he can set up the introductions and get the ball rolling. I'll definitely I'll swap numbers there. Do the exchanges, okay. Do that champion. It is great. Please, uh, Perfect. Coach, just to tell everybody, um, you, all you have to do to go and see these clips, they're brilliant, is at uh, Bright Rock ZA on Facebook. It's Bright Rock ZA. Um, that's the, it's the, uh, the Facebook, Facebook page. page. And then uh, also they have a YouTube uh, called Bright Rock TV. And also they've got a lot of change exchange yeah. stuff. They've got Ruda interviewing incredible people. They've got... Um, uh, incredible uh, clips and things that they have across their, their platforms. It, it's a whole other channel. Um, but this is so cool. And of course, you can also catch some of the, the magic that they work with on the Dan Nichols show, uh, on Supersport. So that's, uh, all happening. Coach Dalen, we will chat to you soon. Be well. Director Alan, thanks for the call. Cameraman Nate, look after yourself, Steve. Cheers, Good coach. to meet you via telephone. And, uh, we'll be in touch about that acting and uh, presenting career, champ. We'll definitely meet. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love it, champ. You're, you're his champ, uh, Mr. Kakan. <laughs> I must say, it was, it was actually inspiring watching Coach take Tondarai, who's never seen bowls in his life or never seen, well, never been on an ice rink. Well, I think he'd been on once before. Once with his daughter. And, and, well. he, and he actually transformed in, into quite a capable player in, in a couple of hours. Huh? No, it was very it's interesting. Quite amazing. He is an amazing It's coach. amazing what you can do. You see, um, you know, uh, Steve, the, the, the interesting thing in the world is that you can adapt and change to anything. I mean, you know this as you, yeah, as yeah, you go yeah. in life because, you know, you look at people with different abilities and, and the loss of sight. You can change to anything and you can as do I, anything. As I say, I, I want to have dreams which are realizable. That what, what you need to do is to have passion of what you want to do and you'll just get it. With the right direction and advices, you will, you will find it. This is incredible. So you, so you're a top South African performer. You've got 40 albums. You walk around the, the world. You're winning all the awards. You are making a, a, a political statement. You're making a music statement. You're making a talented statement. And of course, you're creating magical music. But then you go off and you, you get your degree, your LLB and your B uh, Juris um, uh, degrees and you end up an advocate and a lecturer. Uh, at the at UNISA, 
I mean, that's an incredible change moment from a, from going from the stage and performing to to getting your degree and and in law. Well, <laughs> to, to to be honest, I wanted to be a musician, mm-hmm. and uh, in a way, I was fortunate. I got to be a musician, but. While I was at school, there was a big brother who went to university and as a blind guy, he sort of inspired me so much that I knew that I, I want to be a singer, but he inspired me so much that I said, I want to be a singing lawyer. I want, really? to, I want to be a singing lawyer and maybe I'll go to court and entice the judge with a serenade and yeah. then I'll get all the cases. I that, that was dreaming, but it was lovely. You know. Singing Latin must be difficult, though. <laughs> no, Latin, Latin was, my, was one of the subjects that I mastered a lot. You know, I got eight, 98 aggregate in Latin. Wow. Okay. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Eh? Yeah. But I mean, and you said about you one of your mentors or one of your friends is because you were very well, you were blessed um, to go to a school for the blind in Petersburg in Polokwane. Yes, in Polokwane. Yes, I went to be. <clears throat> I went there, and again while I was in the helm of my music career, I went back to Syria School for the Blind. Uh, myself and my big brother, Advocate Joe Malaji, who is now a, a human rights commissioner here, mm-hmm. we, we contributed and made a statue for the founder of the school, Father Augustine Vandenbroeke. And then we went and uh, I got my band. We went to play there. We entertained everybody and encouraged the, those young ones that Boys and girls, all you need is to study. You know, when you, when you study, you must study as if you are not gonna die. And when you relax, you must relax as if you're dying tomorrow. Sure. But I mean, that's, that's, did, did you feel growing up that, that your not having sight was an impairment in your life? Did you, did you, did you ever feel bad about? It? I mean, is it has it been a hindrance, or do you wish? I, d- I don't. I don't. Uh, it's, it's. I don't mean to be in, insensitive. No, talk talk anything. I'm 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 as hard as a rock. <laughs> uh, l- let me answer you. I know you want to ask me. Do do you wish to gain sight? Yes. And my answer would be, I would rather not have sight, but have vision. Uh, whether being blind is a hindrance I don't want to lie to people and say No, it's fantastic to be blind It is just a blessing in disguise Added advantage on other things But surely one cannot think that being blind is fine The only thing that I don't like about being blind Is that I can't drive my car mm. Yes, that's 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 what worries me, and I don't want, I don't want to regain sight because, uh, what, what if what I think the beauty of my wife is uh, would change when I see her correctly? <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I would rather stay this way. I'm fine. I'm not saying I'm the happiest human being, but I'm saying I've come to, to accept it and I'm fine with it. You went blind at five years old. Yes. And I don't want to, I'm not, not trying to hop on it, but it's just, is that, do you remember things? Yes, I do. Is it? I, I, I went blind at the age of five, but I, I still had like a lot of sight. I could play soccer. They used to call me masterpieces 
at, 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 at school when I play soccer. I played soccer. I, I know colors. I see. <laughs> now, my, the problem that I have with my blindness is I don't have cognitive sight. Mm. If I see you that you are sitting there in front of me with a kind of a reddish kind of a shirt, mm. then when you move away, your picture is gone. I don't, I don't have a cognitive sight, so I can't remember you. I can't even remember you sitting there with a reddish kind of a thing. But I, I mean, I can only remember that I told you that I saw you with a reddish kind of a thing. Wow. So I don't, the cognitive sight is gone. Yeah. Mm. Sure. Sure. So being a man of, like you say, vision, um, I mean, you obviously had a lot of um, kind of, you know, you were involved in the music industry in a very political time, very politically tumultuous time, you know, and mm. now we kind of heading into, we're quite, it's still quite politically tumultuous. How do you compare, like, I mean, how do you, how do you see what's going on today, today, this week, for example, like how, how does it make you feel? As a, as a, as a man who is trained in law, and I want people to understand me as a lawyer, not as a politician. Mm. I believe that people must adhere to the principles of lawlessness, not, not lawless, not lawless, not, 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 they don't have to go away from lawless, from lawful things. People must adhere to the policies that runs the country and let's not just do things for the sake of doing things or abuse our power. In such a way that uh, uh, you 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 are may you making people to believe that you thinking of yourself and not the country. Yeah. Let us love the country, which is so beautiful, given to us by God. Uh, I think winds of change should come. Mm. I, I, I have to be very honest, and I, this is not a political statement; mm. it's it's a legal statement. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, PJ is very outspoken because she's very, oh, she's passionate about this and we'll chat to her in a moment. But the, the interesting thing is that I don't think people get it. If you are really unpopular and people, obviously you are, are disturbing your state, your nation, you know, realize that you're not the person for the job and step down. I, I would, I would think that way too. Cause, cause you'd be like, Clearly, I'm not working. I mean, I'll never forget this experience. But I mean, I, I, I got into a position where I was working somewhere once. And I was out of my depth, and I knew I could go and sit there for another two years and get paid. And I was out of my depth, so I turned around and said, "I've got to tell you the truth. I'm not the right person to do this. Let's get somebody else." And I, you know, I take leave. I, I, I mean, I, I was working for another company, and. The, the, my, my boss just couldn't agree with me in every little thing that entails law. Mm. And I've got a master's degree in law. He doesn't have it. He's always arguing with me legally. I said to him, boss, I'm resigning. I, I, it means I can't work. Mm. 
So I, I just left. If if you feel I people know. are not happy with you, yeah. get off. Get off. And yeah, then it's gonna I, make I, you I te- happy. I, I, and I was. Telling, and then it'll make yeah. you a happy man. And I'm happy now. And yeah. I, and I was telling Nathan a story on the plane or wherever we were about a woman that worked for me at at Three Talking with Nolene, which is a program that I started many years ago. And I simply said that this person took the position and realized that she couldn't do the job, but sat there, being. She sat there until we actually had to take her to the CCM and then we had to pay her out. But the person just sat there, couldn't do the work. I will never forget this as long as I live, that I actually said, but you can't do this. You cannot produce. Hmm. And they just sat. So the fact of the matter is take your leave instead of embarrassing yourself. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Take hmm. your leave. You know, you look at it and it sounds very odd, but Saddam, Saddam Hussein was given the option by the United States at that particular time to, to leave Iraq, leave. What did he do? He grabbed arms. I'm not leaving. The negative ego comes into play and you end up dying and obviously looking like a buffoon. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just, mm, um, mm, mm. Yeah. I, I just wish people realize if, if you, if you're not, if people don't want you, say goodbye. Mm. But there is no way that people can just say we don't want you. Well, they, but they, they, there's a reason. <laughs> there must always be a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. I was also sorry. I was just also wanted to ask you as a musician, not as a lawyer, because I remember your, um, I mean, your music as well was, you know, involved in in quite political times. And I wondered if it, if like current politics inspired anything musically in you. Do you feel that musicians maybe in the country should um, use these? Um, opportunities to unite South Africans, unite people. Well, how do you how do you think music should play a role? Basically, as far as I'm concerned, music is prophetic in nature. It is therapeutic in nature. It is soothing, and it can tell bad stories, and it can advise. So it is very important that when we write songs, we, we need to write songs that will uh, make South Africa look good. Hmm. Because it is through the art that the world sees the country. To me, music is the mirror through which people the world will see South Africa. Whether we, we, we sing politically or we sing religiously or but as love songs. For us or love songs mm. or hate songs or but the constitution doesn't allow us to sing hate songs. <laughs> but whatever we do, it must be done in the name of loving your country. Mm. On the line a person that loves South Africa that you have collaborated with. Um one of the proudest South Africans I know, one of the most wonderful South Africans I know, one of the heroes of South Africa. Um, PJ Powers, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, welcome. Hello, Steve. PJ, how are you? Do, do you love South Africa I'm or do you love Africa? Africa? What? He says, do you love South Africa? Do you love Africa? Yeah, I love South Africa. I love Steve Kakana. <laughs> All right. PJ, I, I love you too. PJ, when you guys collaborated uh, all those years ago, I mean, what was it like to create that song, Feel So Strong? Well, from my point of view, I mean, you know, Steve had been had been um, spoken about in the Billboard magazine in the United States as the next Stevie Wonder. And um, I just remember when I first heard his voice, I just remember thinking, what is that? It was a, it was a unique 
Um, and, you know, because because Steve has this incredible range in his voice, um, people used to assume that it was all sort of falsetto and that kind of thing. The power in and for us was incredible. And then when we met, um, we really got on. And this is my point of view. Steve may have something completely different to say about me, but he makes me laugh. Um, we, we toured uh, Germany and London, and we had a really fantastic time together. And also what was so symbolic was... Um, it was the first time that, um, you know, it was that time in our political history, the black and white pe- people had gotten together to sing a love song. And I'll never forget that right at the end of the video where Steve and I joined hands and we took our hands above our heads, um, not in any kind of political uh, gesture. Uh, it was purely a togetherness gesture. And the SABC cut. Um, it was hysterical. They cut our hands, our arms, at the exact point where our skin. That's so really, yeah. when we put our hands, we both looked like we had no hands. You know, we just had this little bit of arm because from the point where the skin touched, they they, they cut it. But it was, um, and and St- I think Steve was very brave. I'll never forget being interviewed on British radio when he said. I've got no problem living in South Africa. Why are you volunteering to create one for me? Mm. Um, but, you know, you're talking to a man who's an advocate and a, a very bright man. But it was a, for me, it was, without a doubt, one of the greatest highlights of, of, of my career. And subsequently, every time we've done it, it has had a profound effect on people, that song. Um, you know, I love you, Penny Jane. I mean, I've known you, seriously, over 20 years. One of my favorite people on earth. So... I've got Nathan Rowe in studio with a guitar. We've got Steve and we have you. Can you hear us clearly where you are? Yes, I don't do this to us. Of hey, course Steve? I'm going to do it. Are Steve, they going to make us do this? Steve already did it. <laughs> we started it. We're we, we, we musicians. <laughs> we, musicians are soldiers. Yeah. I, I love you, Penny Jane. You know, come on. You, okay, so, so Nathan's got, hold on. So Nathan's got the, the get ready. This is, so this is a live on, uh, from Durban on a telephone line. Steve Kakana in studio, Nathan mm-hmm. Rowe t- playing the guitar. I love yeah. you, Penny Jane. You know how much I do. Let's Hold see. Let, let's, let's, not, let's not be unfair to Penny. Maybe, Penny, wh- wh- on, on which key do you want it? I don't know. What did we do it on originally? I, you know, I wrote it's the song. E I probably originally. would have written it. I only know about it's four cards. It's in E. It's in E. Okay, that's original. It's, it's in E. It's in E. Mm. It's in e. All right, so, so, okay. so, so, Penny, here we go. I've got the. Listen, this is, let's just give a little bit of distraction. So just. Sorry, can I just say good morning, PJ Powers? I think you're amazing, and I'd like to apologize for anything that may happen. <laughs> that Alan Ford does. That's Nathan Rowe. I'm way past. Stage. I love I, you. I promise you, I'm independent of people's criticism. Yeah, and of course you're the best, and I love you, and we're good for you. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Kakane, Miss Powers, okay, get ready. I want to go. Go, Nathan, start. Yesterday. Took me by Bye. the hand. Ooh, and all at once, I began to understand. But I never thought I'd find a friend quite like you. Ooh, I 
never thought I'd care so much. But you do, and I feel so strong. Heavy long, I couldn't really tell you, and I wrote the song. So listen carefully. When you're here with me, I feel so strong. I never felt like this before. Yeah. Being alone isn't scary anymore. Ah! Early. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, PJ, who's ever done this to you, mate? Did you sing on a cell phone? <laughs> no, only you, Ellen. And, you know, I'm going to phone you back after this interview. So. And scream at you. No. If it makes you feel any better, Vodacom did cut out quite a bit of it. <laughs> but, um,. <laughs> But Penny, you know, we look at uh, at your life, you look at Steve's life, you look at what you've done for South Africa, and then you see the, what's happening. Uh, I know that you have, you and a lot of, should I say, members of the ANC, because you're still a member of the ANC, mm-hmm. really, really upset. Yes, of course. Are, are planning to, we're planning, I don't know if you still are, to take to the street with the Cheryl Corollas uh, tomorrow. Uh, you're now looking at doing something uh, around the 27th, around Freedom Day. But I have to ask this question. In the 1980s, when you and Steve were traveling around the world, um, and then obviously they cut your hands off when you held hands in, on SABC, you know, you, you felt the same passion about the things that were going wrong as you're feeling today. Let, let, him, let her tell you when the policemen wanted to ride us over, to run us over with the police van when we were walking in the zoo with him, with her. Tell us the, Penny, tell us the story. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, we did. We faced a lot of stuff. Yeah, they go, I mean, when you know, there was a, there was this big rumor that Steve and I were having an affair and all of that kind of thing. And we we were literally hated. I mean, Steve, do you remember the AWB? How they went for us? Mm, mm, um, <clears throat> and yes, there was a policeman. That's so we we were were we in the Joburg Zoo? Yes. Well, yeah, and um, yeah, people came for us. It was, but you know, the the good completely way, 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 way outweighed the bad. And um, I do remember being very marginalized. I knew what it was like to be marginalized because when we were in Europe talking and anywhere else that we spoke, people were not really interested in hearing what I had to say. I was whack in South Africa and um, they were really only interested in what Steve had to say. And I suppose I could understand that. And... um, and I basically, I didn't care who spoke. It was it was the best thing for the song and getting the message across and breaking that barrier, uh, you know, and breaking new ground because I've 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 always preferred to lead rather than to follow. Um, so it it wasn't an easy time for either of us, um, but it was a time that if I had the chance to repeat, I would most certainly re. In fact, Steve, we really should do something another something else together now. I think the time's right. See, Alan, we not only give people PR ideas, but now people are getting together on the show. Yeah, I know, this is exactly what's <laughs> amazing. Um, Penny. You know, our voices bend beautifully and we get on as people. You know, you know, Steve was the most amazing human being. Steve would know when I'd walk into the studio. And, I mean, we all know that Steve's a little hard of, of sight. And um, so, I mean, Steve was amazing. He would walk in and he'd say, yes, 
you've arrived here. And I said, how do you know? He said, I can smell you. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully a good smell. <laughs> hey, Steve. No, hopefully you can ask him. <laughs> it couldn't have been a bad smell. I wouldn't have said I, I can smell you if, if, if she had a, a bad smell. <laughs> On the line, PJ Powers, we've got Steve, Steve Kekani in the studio, and of course these are the legends. I want to come back to what I was discussing, and I, I want to keep hope alive, but uh, but 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 PJ, we, we're in a in a quite a serious state of affairs in South Africa. Um, Steve mentioned it earlier. Not quite. A very serious state of affairs. Your comments? Your thoughts? You know, I must be perfectly honest. I've had my thoughts have gone um, since Ahmed Kastrada's, um memorial, um, where I looked at a, I looked at a room full of people and I thought, "There's our South Africa," you know. Um, I really did, and I, I was, which was a, it was a horrible thing because it was it's somebody's memorial. But the positivity and the, I don't, I don't like the word rainbow nation. I must be perfectly honest. So I saw the South Africa that I would love to, 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 to be able to see, um, and the unfolding of events since then has left me feeling, um, I suppose, shocked. Um, when I read that this Bell Pottinger, this, this, this British PR firm have actually literally been steering the ship in terms of racism, this insurgence of racism in our country for the last year and a half. And, you know, I must be honest, I did write, and I, unfortunately I'll say this out loud because I'm not scared, is have the British not caused enough harm? Um, in Africa and in the world. I mean, do they really have to now mastermind a racist plot for the Guptas? Um, and, uh, you know, so all of that. And, and right now, I go through periods of being angry. I go through periods of being sad. I go through periods of absolute bewilderment. So to absolutely say conclusively how I feel now, mm. it would be, um, I don't want to have to apologize, you see. Mm. Um, it would be jumping the gun, because how I feel right now, I, I'm not sure how I feel. I feel um, obviously down um, because I just wish it was the ANC that was running the country and not external forces, and that's what worries me more than anything. You know, it, when you go above our government and our president, there's an evil force beyond, way beyond them, and those are the people that really unnerve me, not the immediate faces mm. of the of the of the of the of, of the of the confusion. You know the immediate faces, which are you know sort of Jacob Zuma and <clears throat> the recanting of stuff. There is a much bigger. You know, in 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 the nineties and the eighties, we had the third force, and I believe that as citizens of South Africa, what we are privy to is not what's happening in the country. I do believe that there's an external international third force mm. that is having an enormous role in this country, and that scares me, that we are not actually, I don't believe, masters of our own destiny at this point. PJ, you are great. I know that you're going to march with uh, people like Cheryl Carolis, with the Mandela's. Uh, I, I say this to you because you've been there before. You're going perhaps through this in some respects again. But you know, South Africa will prevail. That I will tell you for free. We will prevail. Well, you know, I, I speech in England to a bunch of really fuddy-duddy British people in 
in in uh, in England at Old Mutual. And um, I must just tell you something that one of the guys got up. He was a journalist here in 1994, and he said it was a journalist's nirvana, 1994. And he said South Africans have always punched above their weight, and they always will. But I just what I do implore, please, the nation is is please don't get personal. Um, you know, I don't like the personal tweets and the personal pictures of it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of the president where to get personal about him, I think is incredibly childish and reduces our political weight to something that is really, you know, school children. It, it's got to stick to what it is, which is the politics and the best for the country. But the personal stuff I don't like. Steve, any words, uh, final words to PJ before you uh, goes off into she's in the KwaZulu Natal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just some some thoughts. Right, uh, yeah, PJ, I think you said a mouthful, but the truth is, winds of change must come. Uh, mm. we, we cannot mm. we cannot afford to be stagnant in this position forever. But something nicer is that you know what we neglected to do when we were powerful souls, we should have then adopted the power things and then I'll be Steve Powers and you'll be PJ PJ. Powers. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we neglected to do. You know what? When I get back to it, listen, I'm hell of a sorry. I can't perform at the concert. It's such an irritating thing because I'm, uh, at that day, I'm in down in Margate uh, and you know it's just I'm, I'm really disappointed I'm trying to fly back for the second one by the way so good luck with that yeah. and and yeah and know that I love you and I'm there in spirit but um, yeah let's talk about a new just the power collaboration yeah <laughs> no that that, that, that I do understand Penny I'm not a person mm. who holds grudges uh, but I, I I can assure you that it was going to be even more beautiful when we we do the show on the 29th and 27th and the 30th I know Cliff will fight yeah. with me that I'm using his station to advertise myself but anyway Gareth loves you don't worry Gareth you're one of Gareth's favourite musicians Steve Hunt 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 yeah but anyway the truth is on the 29th and, listen, and Steve, 30th I have to get back early for that matinee then I'm you speaking can't. to um, uh, to to uh, Zanani so mm. you know um, I, I'll try to get back to the math now. No problem. Okay, that is divine. Yeah, my darling. I love you. Penny right. Jane, thank you. Be good. Thanks, sir. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks, South Africa. Mm-hmm. Hang in there. We are a wonderful, wonderful bunch of people. The legend PJ Powers. Ah, oh, I mean, she is a legend. This is in the 80s when you guys actually performed the song. At the, at the Ellis Park. Yeah. That was a massive thing, eh? Yeah, I can see. What are, what are you telling me? You can see? Are you looking at the video or what? I am. Where? I don't see any screen. On a cell phone. It's on a cell phone. <laughs> oh, all right. Here comes PJ Powers.
incredible stuff, man. Amazing. Incredible. You're a legend, sir. A legend. Mm, hey, it makes me... You're reminding me of my late friend, Ron Bratel. Mm. May his soul rest in peace. Ah, that was a lovely, lovely gentleman, that guy. But anyway, God does what he wants with his people. If he wanted to take him, let him do so. Yeah, sometimes he takes the best ones yeah. himself. <laughs> If you don't mind, I would rather even say always he takes the best yeah. ones. <laughs> Very special guest in studio, Steve Kakane, PJ Powers is on the line. Wow, hey. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> this is the legend of South African music. So, legend. Years ago, I had the privilege of meeting uh, Vusi Matlasela as well, and I was just thinking now I'd love to hear a collaboration with Steve and Vusi. I know we're going to make it part of our, our Cliff Central amazing. musical. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Kakani, you look at uh, you look back in your life, and I'm going to, uh, you know, you're now an advocate. You've got your masters in law. You've got an incredible career that you've had, and in many sects in your life. But I mean, now you're coming back to the stage. Not like you, but you're doing this concert. Tell us, you're with Lady Smith Blackman Baza yourself. It's going to be quite a show. Tell us about it. It's going to be a, a beautiful show, and I, I think the show is it's it's, it's titled "Ipupo the Dream," mm-hmm. because if you check, we 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 getting people who had. Succeeded in their dreams Who managed To conquer uh, Things that people were not Even thinking that they would be Conquered by them mm. I mean, Let me give you an example of Lady Smith Black Mombazo They are multi Grammy Awards winners In a vernacular Kind of a song mm. Style which has never been Seen before You've got Sipoma Wuzo who decides that at Age 60 he wants to go past Matric I mean that is mm. A hell of a stance eh? Inspiring. It's very much expiring I mean well I don't have to talk About myself um, yeah, I did very little, but uh, yeah, you lying. The, the very, <laughs> yeah. the, it, it is the very little things that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so the show is going to epitomize realizable dreams, the purpose in life. You know, I always tell people that you must know that when you God conceived, there were millions of your siblings. And God decided to give you a chance, only you. So when you come to earth, make sure that you do not disappoint those sisters and brothers who chose to die that you may be given a chance to live. So live a purposeful life. The show is about purposeful life. The show is about encouragement that people must never, ever give up. And the show is about real entertainment. Sure. And that's the magic of uh, Steve Kakane. Steve, uh, you are a phenomenal person. You are, I mean, it's just, we're all going to come and see the show. We can't wait. Yeah. Where is it showing? It's the Joe Beck Theatre. Joe Beck Theatre. Well, we haven't told the viewers. 29, listeners, 29 listeners. and 30th April. The 29th is 7 o'clock in the evening. The 30th is like, let's say, 1 o'clock. 
I, I know South Africans who are latecomers will come at two. Uh, but be on time. <laughs> but be on time, yeah. Now, uh, Steve, you, you do good. You've always done good for your community and for people around you. I want to tell you about it. Lovely little initiative we've got going at the moment. Um, a friend of mine is one of the members of a family that creates the pheno- most phenomenal chocolates called Bayer Chocolates. Okay. And um, I managed to get a hold of uh, the, the owner of the company, who is his brother-in-law's uh, Kiss Bayer. Uh, and I said, this is a good time. I was in church. I was in mass. And they said if they're feeding a lot of kids' ch- uh, children's homes um, over the Easter period. But they want to give you – know, you know, it's giving people beans and samp and mealy meal and – Rice is lovely. Nothing wrong because you're feeding people. But people mm. need joy in their life. You need chocolates. <laughs> you know what I mean? My yeah. great uncle Nessie used to say all the time. He said, please, it's, we love, we love that you, that you're helping the less fortunate with, with meal and meat and, but people need a biscuit man. People need a sweet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Give I've, them a- I've just realized that now that I'm growing, not older, but I'm just growing. I have a tendency of liking sweets and chocolates nowadays <laughs> and cakes. So I phoned these guys and I've got them on the line. Uh, Keys, you're there. Keys, you're there. Yes, I'm here. Thank you for Listen, joining yes. us. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I, I, I'm here. Percy, no problem. Bears Chocolates, thank you very much. I, I've got to thank you from my heart because it is just a pure do-gooding thing that I wanted to ask you guys to help us with, with any stock that you have to give Chocolates to kids and to people over the Easter period And thank you for saying yes, number one And secondly, thank you for all the work that you do Within your own charities I mean, you've got a phenomenal home that you are Tell us about the home that you guys support And the stuff that you do Yes, we we support a home uh, It's called the Sisters of Mercy In Boxburg And it's an AIDS AIDS, uh, orphanage That we support on a monthly basis With with, with a cash donation, actually And we also donate products uh, Over the festive period So that would be Christmas uh, and Easter usually, and the reason we've, we've chosen one one charity is really because in the, in the past our charity uh, sort of donations were, were they were actually very splintered, and we would sort of donate bits and pieces all over the place, and we said, you know, instead of meaning very little in lots of people's lives, let's try and mean a lot in in one sort of charity's life, and that's what we've uh, that's what we've done, and we've we've been connected to this charity I'd say for the last seven years already. And, uh, and as, as you can imagine, you know, when you own the chocolate factory, you probably get a phone call a day looking for uh, looking for chocolate donations. So we've so we've we've sort of um, yeah, so so we've sort of um, uh, focused on one on one charity, and that's what we do. But outside of that, sometimes if people approach us and they are customers or they are family or they are you know family of people that work here we do entertain that as well like yourself uh you know you, you came to us with a with a question of of donating uh chocolates you know to certain children's homes etc and we and we are happy to actually uh, contribute to yes, that yes i, I want to just tell you the thing is that it's it's so good to do to give cash and to give a toothbrush and to give but to give kids and give people chocolate is fun makes people happy it makes life a little sweeter and I, and that's what I think is makes really people, cool. makes people smile and makes <laughs> chocolate. Okay, at the end the kids will be running around creating like a, a muck, but hey, that's what happened. But the thing is that it's such a wonderful concept that people realise that it's just so easy to give bread or to give something in a can. That's great, and it's important to feed people. But but to create a bit of love and joy through sweets, biscuits, chocolates when you're giving is also quite fun. 
You know, to give yeah. instead of giving a child a jersey, also give them a soccer ball. You know, it just it changes the way you yeah. you give things. And so, thank you so much to Bear's Chocolates. I know. Th- what, what have you guys got on the sh- on the shelves this Easter? What can people get? Because I want to thank you for what you've done for us. We well, at, at the moment we we launched we launched a sweetie pie Easter egg over Easter, which they got, is out they got there all the in, uh, that's in they... most in most big. So yeah, we produce sweetie pie. That's one of our that's one of our brands that, that are out there. And then in terms of a specific Easter product, we, we, we launched a Sweetie Pie Easter egg, which is a hollow Easter egg. And it actually has a Sweetie Pie inside of the, of the egg, which, which, we, which we felt was quite novel. So we've just launched it. <laughs> we just launched it this year. And, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you after Easter if it was successful yeah. or not. It's bad. That's cho- only when we find out. It's bad chocolates. Please, they, they do so many great things. Thank you for helping us. And, uh, and of course, the famous Sweetie Pie. The, is there is there is there product is amazing there, amazing? So, I'm a big fan of your work. So. We are huge fans of your work. We can't tell you because we're the thin, the rich, and the Thank fabulous. You. We're, but you. we're just Thank really you. the not really the thin. Let's be honest. But uh, we're a huge fan. Um, Keys Bears, thank you very much. Please, thank you for supporting us, and we hope that people who are listening to this can support you because if you're supporting us, then we're happy to help people support you. Thank you very much, Bears Chocolates, and thank you for the Easter Great. happy the, the happy Easter campaign. Make people happy with chocolate. Fantastic, <laughs> excellent. Thank you. I was honoured to talk to you. Thank you, my Thanks friend. For the, Thanks for the opportunity. Cheers. Okay. Make people happy. Steve, make people happy. Mr. Kakana, that's what it's about. Music, give a bit of a, a sweet to someone, give a bit of love, give a hug. It didn't hurt you're, anybody. You're, you're very right. You're very correct. I, I don't see why people cannot realize that a little smile that you give or make a person have goes a long way in his or her life. Mm. Actually, I think I, I've got a feeling, you know, some people, are, they, they think I'm not very normal. Because I, I want to believe that uh, the, 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 the one smile equals to a one day extra in your life. And that is the legendary Steve Kekane. Uh, Kekane on the show, the advocate, the singer, the songwriter. Thank you for PJ Powers for joining us. Coach Dalen Olafia for the Bright Rock uh, Change Coach Moment. Thank you, Nathan Rohan. I love you. Thank you very much. Oh, you, you're here alone next I'm week. Just, I'm looking at you and I'm just seeing a sweetie pie now. Uh, no, I know. So, I get you lost. I am a sweetie pie. Yay, do you have a marshmallow center? <laughs> a bit of, I do have a bit of a marshmallow center. Anyway, it's good to be with you. My name is Alan Ford with Nathan Rowe, and we thank you. Have a blessed week. Look after yourselves and love one another and be kind. This is The Unview, The Thin, The Rich and The Fabulous. The Unview, The Thin, The Rich and The Fabulous on cliffcentral.com cliffcentral.com